Let us walk in the pathway of the saints Follow close their examples of following the Lord Let us faithfully finish the race And behold the face of God Welcome to Morningstar Renewal Center's Walking Club. It's our hope that you will bring your prayer on a walk and that your walking will become prayer. This week we'll focus on St. Josephine Bakita. St. Bakita is the patron saint of Sudan, but she has also been adopted as the patron saint of survivors of human trafficking. There's much that we are going to learn from this amazing saint. So let's get going. Walking with Saint Josephine Bakita this week is going to take us places that you'll never imagine. She is amazing, challenging, and will draw us closer and closer to Jesus. Saint Josephine Margaret Bakita was born around 1869 in the village of Ogasa in the Dafur region of Sudan. She was a member of the Daju people and her uncle was a tribal chief. Due to her family lineage, she grew up happy and relatively prosperous. She would say of her childhood that she did not know suffering. Historians believe that sometime Around February 1877, Josephine was kidnapped by Arab slave traders. Although she was just a child at the time, she was forced to walk, probably barefoot, a distance of over 600 miles to a slave market in El Obied. She was bought and sold at least twice during this grueling journey. And for the next 12 years, she would be bought, sold, and given away over a dozen times. She spent so much time in captivity that she forgot her original name. As a slave, her experiences varied from fair treatment to extremely cruel. Her first owner was a wealthy Arab He gave her to his daughters to be their maid. The assignment was easy until she offended her owner's son, possibly for the crime of breaking a vase. As punishment, she was beaten so severely she was incapacitated for a month. After that event, she was sold. One of her owners was a Turkish general who gave her to his wife and mother-in-law. Both beat her daily. Josephine wrote that as soon as one wound would heal, they would inflict another. She told about how the general's wife ordered her to actually be scarred. As disturbing as that is, the mistress would watch ready with a whip. Another woman drew patterns on her skin with flour, and then they would cut into her flesh with a blade. 
She rubbed the wounds with salt to make the scars permanent. Josephine would suffer a total of 114 scars from this horrendous abuse. In 1883, the Turkish general sold her to an Italian vice consul, Calisto Legani. He was a much kinder person, and he did not beat her. When it was time for him to return to Italy, she begged to be taken with him, and he agreed. After a long and dangerous journey across Sudan, the Red Sea, and the Mediterranean, they arrived in Italy. She was given away to another family as a gift, and she served them as a nanny. Her new family also had dealings in Sudan, and when they needed to travel, they would place Josephine in the custody of the Canossian sisters in Venice. While she lived with the sisters, she came to learn about God. According to Josephine, she had always known about God, who created all things. But she didn't know who he was. The sisters answered her questions. She was deeply moved by her time with the nuns and ultimately discerned a call to follow Christ. When the Lagani family returned from Sudan, Josephine refused to leave the convent. They spent days trying to persuade her to leave the sisters, but Josephine remained steadfast. This caused the sister in charge of the baptismal candidates to file a petition on Josephine's behalf with the Italian authorities. Her case went to court, and the Italian court found that slavery had been outlawed in Sudan before Josephine was even born. So, she actually could not lawfully be made a slave. She was declared free. For the first time in her life, St. Josephine was free and could choose what to do with her own life. She chose to remain with the Canossian sisters. She was baptized on January 9, 1890, and she took the name Josephine Margaret and Fortunata. Fortunata was the Latin translation for her Arabic name, Bakita. She also received the sacraments of her First Holy Communion and Confirmation on the same day. These three sacraments, the sacraments of initiation into the Church, were always given together in the early Church. The Archbishop who gave her the sacraments was Giuseppe Sarto, the Cardinal of Venice, who later would become Pope Pius X. St. Josephine became a novice with the Canossian Daughters of Charity, a religious order, on December 7, 1893, and she took her final vows on December 8, 1894.
1896. She was eventually assigned to a convent in Chio, Vicenza. For the next 42 years of her life, she worked as a cook and a doorkeeper at the convent. She also traveled and visited other convents, telling her story to other sisters and preparing them to work in her native Africa. She was known for her gentle voice and smile. She was gentle and charismatic and was often referred to as Little Brown Sister or honorably as Black Mother. When speaking of her enslavement, she often professed that she would thank her kidnappers, for had she not been kidnapped, she might never have come to know Jesus and entered his community. During World War II, the people of the village of Schio regarded her as their protector, and although bombs fell on their village, not one citizen died. In her later years, she began to suffer physical pain and was forced to use a wheelchair. But she always remained cheerful. If anyone asked her how she was, she replied, as the master desires. On the evening of February 8, 1947, St. Josephine spoke her last words. Our Lady, Our Lady, She then breathed her last. Her body lay on display for three days afterwards. In 1958, the process of canonization began for Josephine under Pope John XXIII. On December 1st, 1978, Pope John Paul II declared her venerable. Nine months later, Pope John Paul II visited Sudan and honored her publicly. She was canonized on October 1st, 2000. St. Josephine Bakita is the patron saint of Sudan. Her feast day is celebrated on February 8th. There's so much to learn from this beautiful, humble saint. Maybe it's best to close asking for her intercession. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. St. Josephine Bakita, as a child, you were sold as a slave and had to spend untold difficulties and suffering. Once freed from your physical slavery, you found true redemption in your encounter with Christ and his church. O St. Bakita, Help those who are trapped in slavery. Intercede on their behalf before God so that they are freed from the chains of captivity. May God free anyone who is enslaved. Provide relief for those who survive slavery and help all survivors to find healing for their wounds. We ask you to pray and intercede for those who are enslaved among us, and to help us to be freed from anything that keeps us in bondage. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.
us walk in the pathway of the saints follow close their examples of following the Lord let us faithfully finish the race and behold the face of God Welcome to Morning Stars Walking Club where we are walking this week with St. Josephine Bakita. You've already listened to the basic biographical information about St. Bakita, and now we will continue on going a little bit deeper into some of her experiences. And as you walk, have the opportunity to pray with some of the major themes that have emerged from her holy life. So let's get going. St. Josephine Bakita, walk with us. The Early Years St. Josephine Margaret Fortunata, also known as St. Josephine Bakita, has become popularly known as the patron saint of victims of slavery and human trafficking. Here's a glimpse of her experience and the culture of her time. Bakita was born in 1860 in Sudan, which is North Africa. Outside the established empires where protection was given, the entire Sudan belt at that time still constituted a raiding ground for various groups of armed slave raiders. The slave trade at this time had turned from the American market the transatlantic slave trade was practically abolished by then, to the Arab markets in the north and the internal slavery in African empires. Darfu nominally belonged to the British Egyptian Dominion of Sudan, where the slave trade had been forbidden in 1856, which was 13 years before Bakita was even born. The trade, however, was not checked by the government, and outside the colonial centers, slave raiding went on as it had still for decades. In her biography, Bakita tells about her personal meeting with the slave raiders. She says, I was approximately nine years old when I, early one morning, walked around the fields a bit far away from home with a companion. Suddenly, we saw two strangers appear from behind a fence. One of them told my companion, let the small girl go into the forest for me to pick me some fruits. Meanwhile, you continue your walk. We'll catch up with you soon. His objective was to fool my friend so that she wouldn't give the alarm while they were capturing me. I, of course, did not suspect anything and hurried to obey, which my mother had accustomed me to do. Once we were in the forest, I saw two persons behind me. One of them briskly grabbed me with one hand while the other one pulled out a knife from his belt and held it to my side. He told me, if you cry, you will die. Follow us with a lordly voice. Bakita means fortunate one, a name given her by the same slave raiders 
that forcefully removed that nine-year-old girl from her family and village. She was so traumatized by the experience that she was unable to remember her given name. Her abductors reportedly noticed her special charisma and chose the name Bakita for her. As you're walking and praying today, consider how the traumatized Bakita could not even remember her own given name, but her journey would lead her to the one who knew her by name, who knew her through and through. Listen to these scriptures. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Isaiah 43, verse 1. And from John 10, verse 27, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Take this time, as you're walking, to pray with God who knows your name, who knows you, and calls you to himself. You may also want to take some time today, inspired by the difficulties of St. Paquita's life, to pray for children, especially children who are misled or who are taken advantage of. Feel free to stop the recording at this time. Enjoy your walk and turn it back on when you're ready for the closing prayer. Closing prayer. Loving God, rewarder of the humble, you blessed St. Josephine Bakita with charity and patience. May her prayers help us and her example inspire us to carry our cross and to love you always. Pour upon us the spirit of wisdom and love with which you filled St. Josephine Bakita. By serving you as she did, may we please you by our faith and our actions. Grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. St. Josephine Bakita, pray for us. Let us walk in the pathway of the saints Follow close their examples of following the Lord Let us faithfully finish the race And behold the face of God Welcome as we continue our walk with St. Josephine Paquita. Today we pray with the difficult experience Bakita had in her years in slavery. Bakita was taken to the Cordofan town of El Obied and held as a slave by the Arab slave traders that had captured her for a few years. She was soon sold on the slave market. However, 
she was subject to human trade numerous times in the slave market. Her owners in Khartoum treated her the worst and subdued her to various forms of humiliations and even torture. Her most terrifying memory was that of being cut with blades literally all over her body, although her face was spared. All in all, she received 114 marks that were cuts into her body and they were treated by pouring salt all over the wounds. She relayed later in life that she nearly died from the mistreatment and the lack of care given to her wounds. Even in such a state, she was sold again, this time to the Italian consul, Mr. Calixo Legnani. He bought Bakita on the Carturum slave market in 1882, and for the first time, she was treated well. Bakita was quoted as saying, I really was the fortunate one because the new master was a very good man and started to like me. I was not punished or whipped so that all seemed so unreal to me, being able to enjoy such peace and tranquility. From the age of nine to 13 or 14, St. Bakita endured trauma and hardship that no human being should ever have to face. As you pray today, Consider things that made a difference for her. Consider kindness and goodness, both fruits of the Holy Spirit. They really do count and affect us and others more than we might know. Consider as you walk, what are ways that you might show kindness and goodness to others today? How might others recognize you as a very good man or a very good woman? Take some time to offer thanks to God for those in your life who have been kind and good to you. Let us also pray for all victims of human trafficking, victims of domestic violence, and for an end to slavery in all its forms. Feel free to turn off the recording now and turn it back on when you're ready to pray the closing prayer. Closing prayer. Dear St. Josephine Bakita, you were sold into slavery as a child and endured untold hardship and suffering. Once liberated from your physical enslavement, you found true redemption in your encounter with Christ and his church. St. Paquita, assist all those who are trapped in a state of slavery. Intercede on their behalf so that they will be released from their chains of captivity. Those whom man enslaves, let God set free. Jesus, please provide comfort to survivors of slavery and let them look to you and let them find in St. Bakita 
an example of hope and faith. Help all survivors find healing from their wounds. We ask for your intercession. And we pray all this in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. St. Paquita, pray for us. Let us walk in the pathway of the saints. Follow close their examples of following the Lord. Let us faithfully finish the race and behold the face of God. Today, as we walk with St. Paquita, we rejoice with her as she comes to know to whom her life really belongs. Political situations forced the consul, Calixo Lignani, to leave for Italy. Bakita asked and obtained permission to go with him. She followed the new family, and when their daughter, Mimina, was born, Bakita became her babysitter and her friend. When due to work, they were called back to Sudan. Mimina and Bakita were entrusted by the family to the Canosian sisters in Venice. It was there that Bakita came to know about God, whom, as she said, she had experienced in her heart without knowing who he was. She said, Seeing the sun, the moon, and the stars, I would say to myself, who could be the master of these beautiful things? And I felt a great desire to see him, to know him, and to pay him homage. After several months in the catechumenate, Bakita received the sacraments of Christian initiation and was given the new name, Josephine Margaret Fortunata. It was January 9th, 1890. She was 21 years old. She did not know how to express her joy that day. Her big and expressive eyes sparkled, revealing deep emotions. From then on, she was often seen kissing the baptismal font and saying, Here, I became a daughter of God. You might want to recall the events that you know about your own baptism, your first communion or confirmation. Take some time as you walk today to thank God for the sacraments in your life. If you haven't received your sacraments, you might want to take time to pray about what it is that was so thrilling and exciting for St. Paquita in receiving her baptism receiving from the Lord's table, and receiving the anointing of confirmation. You may want to ask God what he's actually given you in these sacraments, or what he may want to give you through them. As you continue your prayer, you may want to reflect on Bakita's joy of saying, I became a daughter or son of God. Consider repeating that phrase often today 
or something like it, such as, I am a child of God. Feel free to turn off the recording now and turn it back on when you're ready for the closing prayer. Closing prayer. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus charts out both the blessings and the characteristics of those who follow him. Our closing prayer today is a contemporary version of the Matthew 5 Beatitudes written by the Sisters of Mercy who are dedicated to the eradication of human trafficking. Blessed are those who have survived for they will show us courage and hope and dare us to be their voice. Blessed are those who see anew the pain of the world and respond with compassionate action. Blessed are those who never ever give up on God's promise of fullness of life and freedom from oppression, exploitation and violence. For they shall be our mercy, our action for justice and our hope. Blessed are the poor and vulnerable for they will become co-creators with our God, transforming our torn and fractured world of human trafficking one moment at a time. Blessed are the dispossessed and enslaved, for in time they will know the depths of freedom and belonging. Blessed are the parents of those who have lost their children through trafficking for they will be comforted. Blessed are those with open eyes and open hearts. They are the ones who connect us. We pray all this with humble and contrite hearts in Jesus' name, amen. Saint Bakita, pray for us. Let us walk in the pathway of the saints Follow close their examples of following the Lord Let us faithfully finish the race And behold the face of God Today as we walk, we see how St. Josephine Bakita continue to grow in her relationship with God and others. With each new day, she became more aware of who this God was, whom she now knew and loved, who had led her through mysterious ways, holding her by her hand. When the family returned from Africa to take back their daughter and Bakita, Bakita, with unusual firmness and courage, expressed her desire to remain with the Kenosian sisters and to serve that God whom had shown her so many proofs of his love. The young African, who by then had come of age, enjoyed the freedom of choice, which the Italian law ensured since slavery was not legal in Italy. The court also established that since slavery was illegal in Sudan, 
since before Bakita was even born. She in no way, nor was she ever, legally bound to anyone or anything. And she therefore chose freely for the first time in her life what she desired. And that was to stay with the Kenosian sisters and become a sister herself. On December 8th, 1896, St. Josephine Bakita was consecrated forever to God, whom she called with the sweet expression, the Master. She was 27 years old. As you pray today, ponder how you are becoming more aware of who God is in your life. Consider asking St. Bakita to intercede for you, or maybe someone you're praying for to grow in awareness of God's love. Consider the relevance of Bakita choosing to call God the Master. How do you relate to God? How do you call upon Him? How does God call upon you? Feel free to turn off the recording and turn it back on after your walk for the closing prayer. Closing prayer. Loving God, you bless St. Josephine Bakita of Sudan with charity and patience. May her prayers help us and her example inspire us to carry our cross and to love you always. Pour upon us a spirit of wisdom and love with which you filled St. Bakita by serving you as she did. May we please you by our faith and our actions. Grant this through Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you. Amen. St. Josephine Bakita, pray for us. Let us walk in the pathway of the saints. Follow close their examples of following the Lord. Let us faithfully finish the race. Over her lifetime, St. Josephine Bakita was a witness of love. Today, as we walk, we will have the opportunity to reflect on that life. For another 50 years after her consecration as a daughter of charity, Bakita lived in the community of Skio, engaging in various services, cooking, sewing, embroidery, and attending to the door. When she was on duty at the door, she would gently lay her hands on the heads of the children who daily attended the Canassian schools and caress them. Her amiable voice, which had the inflection and rhythm of the music of her country, was pleasing to the little ones, comforting to the poor and suffering and encouraging for those who knocked at the door of the institute where she lived and served. Her humility, 
her simplicity, and her constant smile won the hearts of all the citizens. Her sisters in the community esteemed her for her inalterable sweet nature, her exquisite goodness, and her deep desire to make the Lord known. She is quoted as saying, Be good, love the Lord, pray for those who do not know him. What a great grace it is to know God. As you pray today, reflect on that quote of St. Josephine Bakita. Following her advice, ponder the invitation to be good. Think about how you have been invited to love the Lord today. Take time to pray for those who do not know him and rejoice in the great grace of knowing God. You can turn off your recording now. Enjoy your walk and reflection and turn it back on for our closing prayer. Closing prayer. Loving God, who rewards the humble with your own transcendent grace, you blessed St. Josephine Bakita. May her prayers on behalf of the exploited, the victimized, and the powerless move the hearts and minds of the unjust and bring healing to all those who have been afflicted. We ask this through your Son, Jesus Christ, whose own consecrated servant, Josephine Bakita, bore the scars of exploitation and now resides forever with you, interceding for all of us. Amen. St. Josephine Bakita, pray for us. Let us walk in the pathway of the saints. Follow close their examples of following the Lord. Let us faithfully finish the race and behold the face of God. Let us follow the poor in spirit who were rich in the love of the Lord. Let us hunger and thirst for righteousness' sake, for heaven will Let us walk in the pathway of the saints. Follow close their examples of following the Lord. Let us faithfully finish the race and behold the face of God. Let us offer our lives in devotion. Be a witness to God in our let us join the great cloud of believers who rejoice at the throne of the Lamb. Let us walk in the pathway of the saints, follow close their examples of following the Lord. 
Let us faithfully finish the race and behold the face of God. Let us faithfully finish the race and behold the face of God. We hope you've enjoyed walking with St. Josephine Bakita on Walking with the Saints this week in Morning Stars Walking Club. We have provided a number of resources on our website, www.morningstarrenewal.org, both referencing the materials that you listen to, as well as materials on the topic of human trafficking. We hope that you'll check them out and become an advocate uh, for those who are victimized as well as uh, consider some actionable things that you might be drawn to do that are suggested on the website from the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. The biographical material for this week was primarily drawn from catholic.org, from vatican.va news, as well as afro.com all on the life of St. Josephine Paquita. The prayer prompts were written and arranged by Suda Ferrari. The background material was researched by Kathy Saunders and the music was composed and sung by Michael De Ferrari. Thank you for walking with the saints and we look forward to next week where we will be walking with St. Juan Diego.